Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Nubian, Iowa. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, December 24th, 2021. And because it is a Tuesday, it's time for Tuesday trivia. Today, we've got regular trivia. No uh, visual game or any other game, although I do kind of have a preference for games. Sometimes it's nice to just get back to the basics, do some trivia today. Today's theme is going to be Elite Eats. What are elite athletes eating as either part of their pre-race, post-race, or their recovery? Uh, sometimes, you know, I feel like, especially in the distance running community, there tends to be a big kind of like trend for people to de develop kind of affinities for things, peculiar uh, preferences, and we're going to dive into that. Although I, I have a feeling most of you guys here, these are going to be easy for you guys. So we'll see how tough of a trivia it is. Either way, whether it's easy or hard, there's no prizes, there's no points, and uh, we're just doing it for fun. All right, let's say hi to everyone listening on the podcast version. Hopefully you're having a good run out there today. I had a beautiful run. I, I drove up to Pikes Peak Park here in Iowa, Pikes Peak, Iowa, not Pikes Peak in Colorado. Um, but Pikes Peak, Iowa is very nice place to run. And I definitely enjoy my time out there. I saw so many deer. I saw like probably two large groups. There were like probably five or six in each of those large groups. And then a couple of the solos uh, just heading around. So it was really cool to be out there. And then while I was out there, I was remembering the story that I only partially listened to my mother-in-law telling my wife uh, about how she was walking the dog somewhere. And I don't remember where it was. That's the part I should have paid more closer attention to. And she saw something laying in the field and she realized it was a bobcat or maybe a mountain lion. And I'm like, wait, are there bobcats and mountain lions in Iowa? She's like, fortunately, I had the dog with me. I was like, whoa. Nothing happened, but I think she felt better that the dog was with her. But I did not encounter any jungle cats or prairie cats or whatever you would call that. Uh, I just had some really great scenery on the run. And everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you're sitting back relaxing. It's holiday week for a lot of people. So a lot of people are finishing up, wrapping up the week. Hopefully you've done that too and are re relaxing with a recovery beverage. I've got some afternoon coffee. All right, let's see who we got in the chat. I'm going to try to catch up to you guys. I know I'm always behind. Randon Lewis says, hi, Coach. Did you have any problems with the stride calibration? What's going on, Randon? I uh, love the wave emoji. Uh, I don't think I had any. I'm not sure that I ever had calibrated mine. I mean, I feel like there's a period that the stride takes to get to know you. Um, and I think that's more to figure out, like, what are your power numbers? How does it correlate to paces and effort and stuff? But I don't really remember having having calibrated mine. They say that you might need to do it if you're going to do a lot of treadmill running. But I'm, I've never had to do that on mine. Maybe I need to. PG1980 says, good to see you again, Pete. Says, hi, Co. how's it going? Are the new Beats better than the old ones? I've got the old Beats Pro and wasn't sure whether to upgrade to the new ones or not. See, for me, I, well, I had the Powerbeats Pro, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that's what you mean. Um, and mine stopped charging because of the connectors, like the magnetic points just didn't work very good for me. And so I really like those earbuds. Um, I like the buttons because you like squeeze the buttons like this, so like you touch them from the top rather than poking yourself in the ear. So I appreciated that. Um, but um, they just didn't, they just stopped working. They stopped carrying a charge. Um, or they would sometimes that was the worst It's like sometimes you can rely on it sometimes you couldn't and you never knew what you were going to get so that's why i stopped using mine and so if you're still using yours and getting and enjoying it i'd say i don't see a tremendous need to upgrade um i i, I mean i know a lot of people were really enthusiastic about the, the new beats fit or the beats fit pro i was underwhelmed by them so i'd 
especially now since the Jabra Elite 85T is on sale by quite a bit, I am pushing people towards that. I feel like the sound is better and I feel like the noise canceling is better. And I mean, and by that, I mean, really the ambient mode is better. So I prefer that one. Um, I think the Beats Fit Pro fit a little bit better. So if you're super sweaty or if you have a problem with earbuds staying in, then maybe that's something to consider. But I don't think that there's a huge need to upgrade from one to the other just because I feel like the noise canceling on the Beats Fit Pro is not stellar, in my opinion. All right. Thomas Villa says, yo, what's going on? Leona says, hey, Kofam, working and live streaming simultaneous today. Wonder how many elite and sub-elite athletes choose burritos as a pre-rest meal. Well, we will get into that. Let's start off with the first question. It's not about burritos, though, but let's just get started with the questions because sometimes otherwise I forget. All right. Number one trivia question for today. Which ultra runner always eats Subway sandwiches before a race? I think she likes the tuna fish which people give her a hard time because of that story with like the subway and the, the tuna DNA or the lack of tuna DNA in the tuna fish. But she still likes it for her own reasons, which ultra runner always likes to get subway for the race. I don't want to scroll down. Uh, sorry if I missed any of your questions. All right. CV Sammy's got hands on the buzzer. Alan Journey says it's Tom Brady. I mean, I bet you Tom Brady could probably, I mean, I'm, I, I guarantee you that guy's fit. Has he ever run? Does anyone know? Has he ever run a marathon before? I'm guessing he probably hasn't, but I feel like he could do that. Um, JC said, I knew the answer to this a few weeks ago. And there's some people that are saying, uh, Jonathan's saying Sally, Sally McRae. Shannon's also saying Sally McRae. She very way, she may very well eat Subway before a race, but that's not the person I'm thinking of. Um, average ultra runner thinks Dullwalter, also not who I'm thinking of. Again, I, you know, I could, they may, maybe they all get together and they all go as a group. Or maybe one person flies. You know, it's like one person flies, everyone else buys. I'm not sure how it works. I would love the idea of like Sarah Lee McRae, Courtney Dahlwalter, and this third person walk into a subway and order some sandwiches. Like that's the start of a pretty funny story, I think. Um, yeah, Luna says, I know we talked about it. We've talked about it a couple of times. If anyone knows. Um, yeah, JC says, I know the reasoning because it's always the same food anywhere in the world. It's safe. Yes, this, she said that. Uh, she first started eating at Subway because she was on like the USA something team. I forget which team. And they were in some, was it Chile? I want to say Chile. Maybe it was Peru. And they were saying they were worried about food um, contamination, either from a, like a gut safe, gut health perspective or from uh, uh, accidental contaminants. Um, so then she started eating the foot long tuna fish. And since then, whether she's in somewhere in South America or in some of the best gastronomic places in the world, like places, I mean, not that Peru and Chile don't have a fantastic food, um, but um, in other places, she still always gets Subway. Luna says it's Molly, but video's got it. It is Camille Heron. <laughs> she's the one um, that always eats uh, Subway. But you know what I've also seen? I've been following her on Twitter for a while now. She's also a big fan of Taco Bell. I wonder if it's for the same reasons, but she also seems to be eating at a lot of Taco Bell. Um, yeah, CV76 says there's no PEDs in Subway. I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's pretty much the idea that they're worried about like getting accidentally dosed. So, you know, you wouldn't want that to happen. And also you wouldn't want to get like, um, you know, food poisoning or anything like that. So, um, Will Gravel says, I couldn't eat a foot log before a race. This sounds awful. I don't think she's eating it like waiting at the start line before like her like throwaway clothes come off, you know. 
Um, but I think it's kind of like the day before kind of kind of meal. So that's that's where that's coming from. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um, Dave Hale wants to know if I'm going to be running Boston 2022. Um, I am not. Uh, I'm most likely going to be going there to watch it. I got to figure out like, you know, I'm going to probably need to start calling the BA, not calling, but emailing the BA, see if I can get some media credentials, figure out so they know that I'm coming. I don't want to get BAA like Stephen Ganoza did. So, because, um, you know, if I'm going to go out there on my own dime to try and film this event, from a spectator's perspective, you know, um, I want to make sure that, you know, it's going to be worth it. Plus I just want to experience kind of like the whole marathon weekend. All right. Um, Avalon journey says was hoping for six hours, but finished first 50 K in six forty three. That's amazing. Great job. 22 year old kid one at three fifty one. He would, he be well-known trail runner, Pete mortar by 17 minutes man that's quite a that's quite a comment like there's a lot packed into that one sentence but congratulations on um finishing the first 50k at 6:43. it's a fantastic time um man that's a good job and 341 351 for 50k oh that's really good really really good awesome all right let's get to um yeah jonathan crossley says if you can keep the macros in check still it is probably not all that bad from a consistency standpoint yeah i think that like you know having something that's familiar is really good for big races is what i'm thinking all right let's get to oh martha's here good to see you martha um let's get to question number two um, I think, I think you guys will know this because if you're watching this channel, you're probably watching another channel where this challenge was, uh, featured, but what marathoner refueled basically every day as part of a three day, three marathon challenge. And he refueled with Olive Garden. Do you remember the athlete's name? He's not a pro runner. I don't think he's a pro. I know he's not a pro runner. Um, but he certainly ran like a pro over the weekend. I think in that weekend, I'm not sure what he placed in the second, the second and the third marathon, but the first one was the Baltimore running festival, the Baltimore marathon. I think he came in second. So, I mean, you know, he's no slouch. All right. Let's see. Mark Ingham's here says, yo, what's going on? So that kid Caleb said, Seth James Moore. I don't know if Seth eats Olive Garden. I actually don't know if that's something that he eats. Um, but that's not the person that I'm thinking about. Um, Apple Madrid says the ball guy. That's right. That's him. Louis Bazaar says, Jamie, no, I, I don't think, has Jamie ever run a marathon? He's run half marathons before. I don't know that he's ever run a marathon. I'm actually not sure. Uh, Brendan Camus here says, hello, hello. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see you, Brendan. Thanks for stopping by. Um, and let's see who's got it. Someone had it right away. Uh, Martha had it. It was Jordan. That's right. Jordan Trope. Um, Jonathan Crossley had the last name. Jordan Trope is the, the runner. He is a physician. I believe, a, is he an orthopedist? I want to say orthopedic surgeon. For some of these, I want to say orthopedic surgeon. I want to say anesthesiologist, but I think anesthesiologist is, is that Marty Hayher? Is he the one that's an anesthesiologist? I'm not I'm getting the specialties mixed up. But yeah, so he ran the Baltimore Running Festival. He ran Chicago and then ran Boston. Uh, set a world record in the process for three consecutive marathons in terms of his average time. And every night before the race, he ate Olive Garden. 
did I mention this? By the way, all the people that I'm mentioning today, I took except for the bonus, but all, all the, the main five questions for today, all the foods that we're talking about, no one is sponsored by these foods that we're talking about, as far as I know, as far as I know, which I feel like is a big missed opportunity, both from the athlete's perspective, their agents should be reaching out trying to get this worked out. And also from, um, from the brand perspective, because I feel like, I mean, I don't know, maybe is Subway, I guess, is like, is Subway already the unofficial sponsor? And like Subway and Olive Garden are probably already the unofficial sponsors of like every high school track and cross country team, right? I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong on that one. All right. Um, yeah. A lot of people didn't know that one. That one's a little bit more obscure, but if you're kind of like in like my little corner, not mine, but the little corner of the internet that I exist in, that was big news for me. And like the people that believe in the run, they followed him around and put out that really great uh, video about it. So yeah. Jonathan says, SGD refuse with chips and salsa. He does love the chips and salsa, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, all right. And let's see. <laughs> that kid wants to know if it was me. I've not run three marathons in three days before. I think the closest I've ever run two marathons has probably been like a month. I ran Chicago and then Indianapolis. It was in 2018, I think something like that. So, all right. Um, C-Town fan wants to know how's the weather in Chicago snow. I mean, we're in Iowa now. It's 200 miles due west of um of chicago it's a little bit colder uh than chicago typically and it's been cold here in iowa and i think in chicago too but no i mean it's snowed a couple times but it was always too warm for it to stick now it's really cold and no snow i think for the weekend forecast for the holiday weekend here in iowa they're saying it might rain on christmas eve which is super super lame because that probably just means icy conditions for everybody so no white christmas for us here i think all right. Um, <laughs> Brendan, what is going on with this? He says, I've been drinking the same coffee for two years. Today, I put in an online order and I accidentally picked the wrong coffee. He took the chance to compare them and turns out his normal coffee is 50% decaf. You've been running on only half unleaded or I guess half leaded fuel this whole time. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know what happened to me? Um, this is, I guess, not really all that related, but it kind of reminds me of that. When I was in CIM, so I'm at the hotel at CIM, and uh, all hotels, it seems these days, have uh, some sort of like in-room coffee maker, and they have like um, the Keurig K-cups, like the little single one. You pour like the water in the top for like that one cup, and then you put the same cup underneath on the bottom. And it's early in the morning, um, like the first night I'm there, so not, not race day. The first time I'm there, I go in, I put in the thing and I get the cup and I'm about to have it. And I look at the, I, I empty the chamber thing and it says decaf on it. And I'm like, oh goodness, I don't want decaf. So I throw it away, dump the coffee out and I make another one. And I say, all right, look, let's look at this carefully. All right, that one's regular. And I put it in, make the coffee, empty the chamber. I'm about to drink it. And I look at the, the used K-cup and two times in a row, even the second time I looked at it specifically to check that it wasn't decaf, the second time I made decaf again, I was like, what the heck is going on? By the third time, I was able to get it right. So I, I've accidentally decafed myself too, Brendan. So you're not, you're, not, you're not alone. But for two years, that's a long time. I mean, you didn't notice like when you went other places, you're like, this coffee's strong. Everywhere's coffee is strong except my coffee. I think, I think this needs further investigation. 
Maybe Canadian is Canadian Coffee Week. Is that what's going on? I can't imagine. What's the place that everyone goes to in Canada? Um, it's like Wawa here, or like in New Jersey, there's Wawa, or like here around here in Iowa, it's Casey's. Um, Tim Hortons, right? The how's the coffee's not super strong there? I would imagine it's strong there. That KK says, any tips for shoes to run the 5K and 2,400 meters in track races? Um, I would say that's going to depend on um, the rules of the of your league, Caleb. Like if you have stack height limitations, um, a long distance spike might fit, um, but a 5K or even, a, in a, I mean, 2,400 meters, I'm not familiar with that distance from a race perspective. Um, but like that the 2400 meters like i think like a 3000 meters when i did the 3000 meter steeple i wore spikes and i felt like that was a fine fine for me even though i'm not that fast um i suspect that you're faster than me so uh, uh, so i think that you could probably wear a spike for that but for the 5k you could wear like a long distance spike or i feel like a road shoe would be really good i would go with something really 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 lightweight and um thin midsole you might have stack height limitations i'm not sure depending on what the rules are so I would check with the rules. If there aren't any rules, then, I mean, I'm into, I've been thinking about the, getting the Takumi Sen, but I've also been running in the Audio 6, and I might just run, I have a mile, indoor mile coming up, and I might, I'm either going to run in spikes or I think the Audio 6. So that's one that I would look at. Other ones I would look at are like the Puma Liberate. That one's a lot of fun. Uh, New Balance Rebel, a version two, as far as road shoes go. Um, those don't have plates, but they're pretty low to the ground and they're really great on the softer surfaces of a track. All right, let's get to the next question. Jason says, Subway does not have the best history with who they officially sponsor. I mean, right now they're sponsoring everybody. I mean, or at least they're getting a lot of people in their commercials, it seems. I don't know. I'm, I'm very surprised by that. All right. Um... Let me scroll down a little bit. Sorry, I'm really far behind you guys in in the chat. Jason says, oh, man, I miss Casey's Pizza. It fueled me through college. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, back when I was eating meat, I was very, uh, um, I was very keen on the breakfast pizza. That's just delicious. I mean, it's terrible, but it's delicious. Um, other than that, I don't, I can't th say that any other Casey's Pizza has really stood out to me, but. The breakfast pizza is always really good. Um, all right, Terry says, I never drink coffee. Instant headache. Some people are like that. Very sensitive to caffeine. I've never had that problem. Uh, Martha says, is there a chance your tracks thing could get canceled while stuff being canceled in New York? Or have they sent any correspondence about how it's going to be handled regarding COVID? I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't, I don't really, I'm very bad at checking my email. Um, and I should probably check. It's something that's been on my mind. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, like cases are exploding in New York. And so like uh, a lot of Broadway shows are canceled until at least the new year. Um, and the Rockettes have canceled the rest of their season. I don't know why, but that's always seems to be like more poignant of a cancellation for me. Just because it seems to be such a New York institution. Not that Broadway is not. Um, but uh, I don't know. So maybe an arbitrary thing, but... Um, I, I don't, I don't know how, if, how, or if there are going to be some restrictions, the number of people that they can have in events. So it's something that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, I have a feeling that even if they do have it, you know, um, I may not want to go, uh, just cause I am going to be visiting with my sister and her family and my parents. 
Um, so like I'll be going to that event and then go spending time with my family where there's people that are older and people that are younger. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I was just actually talking to my sister about it today. Um, we're both kind of on the same page about stuff like that. So it's possible. It's possible. I really hope that it doesn't get canceled because it seems, I mean, it's a fundraiser, right? So you don't want to see those kinds of things get canceled, but other things that have more money on the line are canceling. I mean, I, I know those events are going to be bigger, but, and have people in tighter spaces, but you know, it's something to, something to be concerned about. Uh, Dermot says, have you been watching Sweat Elite? They're hammering out elite runner workouts. Really interesting and inspiring. I, I like it a lot. I really do. Um, because it really gets you like the entire workout, you know? And I mean, I think that there's definitely a space for that. I think that we need more stuff like that. Um, Cause it used to be, who was it? It wasn't let's run. It was uh flow track that used to do a lot of those. They would go visit the different colleges and stuff or different pro groups and make these kind of workouts, uh, workout videos. And, um, I hope that flow track continues to do those kinds of things and sweat elite continues to do those kinds of things. And more people start doing those kinds of things because I think that like, we're not saturated. We're not even close to saturated. Um, and I think that in a sport that doesn't have like a weekly game, like football um, and doesn't have like, you know, two or three times a night or maybe four or five times a week. I mean, games like basketball or hockey, we need more opportunities for the pros to be visible to the public uh, and perform. Um, and so like, I, I love all these things. I, I watch all of them. I don't remember them all, but um, whenever they pop up, I always do enjoy watching the workouts. I'm a big fan. Um, all right. Let's see. Danny running with scissors says, Hey there, late, but made it to the live stream. Good to see you. And C-Town fan says, they're saying we get a white Christmas in Seattle. Is that normal? That doesn't sound normal to me. But I guess like Pacific Northwest, you guys get snow. Does Seattle get snow though? With like the way that the ports are and the ocean currents? I'm not sure. I can't. I know there's skiing in the area, but like does Seattle, get... I don't know. I'm not good. I'm not good with that kind of geography, I guess. All right, let's get to the, uh, um, Will says, Co have you come up with a list of the most disappointing shoes for 2021? Um, no, I haven't. I don't think that there's been a lot of real big disappointments this year. Maybe there have been, I think I maybe been a little bit more picky, but I mean, I just feel like peak disappointment in a shoe would have been, it was like Hyperion Elite One. Because the way they the shoe wasn't great and they botched the release, and so like you know after that everything's like yeah the, yeah those shoes were a little bit of a letdown and it's kind of like you know I don't like to crap on people, um, and I feel like the people that know they made a bad shoe know they made a bad shoe I don't know maybe that's something that's worth looking into, but I don't feel like there's been a lot of shoes where I'm just like well I ugh, I don't know about this. A lot of the shoes that I've had the most kind of like visceral reaction to are also shoes that I've liked. Kind of like how I get really mad at the ZoomX Invincible because I do like the midsole. It's weird, but I like it in a way. But the upper is just a disaster, right? So like that's kind of like, I mean, I guess I could talk about things like that. Maybe that would be a good one. I don't know. All right, let's get to number, what number are we on? Number three. All right, this one was recent. So like, I mean, if you're following the channel, you'll know this one. What miler... Eats pizza and salad right before a big race. 
he likes to eat pizza and salad. It became a thing. He set a PR eating pizza and salad before a race one time. And now his wife makes sure that every time before the night before a race, he eats pizza and salad. Do you guys remember? Remember? Mm, speaking of snow, Seatown fan says, a few times a year, this, this season looks colder than usual in terms of getting snow. Okay. All right. So it's not like I was way off. So Seattle's not like a snow-covered city in the winter then. All right. Um, Seatown fan says, is it Nick Curry? It's not uh, Nick Curry. Um, but you guys have it because I just had him on the channel um a little while ago and he talked about it um everyone's got it thomas villa says will well i think he meant willis jonathan crossley said nick willis jason doll said nick willis that's right uh he called them courgettes too because the pizza that he had in tokyo had um zucchini sliced zucchini on it which i'm like zucchini is such a wet vegetable like i wouldn't want to have that on pizza but then i'm like yeah it's i mean even bad pizza is good pizza so you're not gonna stop me from eating the pizza that's got courgettes on it so, um, yeah, that's what he likes to eat. And he posted about it. Um, and he said that he made, it's like, it's his wife that has to remind him. I mean, how do you not remember to eat pizza? But apparently his wife reminds him cause he PR'd in Monaco years ago, I think in a diamond league race. And since then it's been his tradition. So I'm a big fan of pizza and I feel like this gives us all a blessing to have. I typically, when I travel for a race, I end up eating pizza as at least one of my pre-race meals. And I feel bad about it. Cause I'm like, is this too heavy? Is this too much like cheesy, oily stuff to have before a race? But now I feel like, I mean, he, I mean, he's a man of longevity. He's been doing this. He's been 19 years in a row, hopefully going on 20 of hitting sub four miles. I mean, you know, if it works for for him, then I think it could work for me. <laughs> I don't think the logic works there, but that's not how it works. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it to give myself permission to eat even more pizza. <laughs> uh, all right. Um uh, Thomasville says zucchini is great on pizza. I think that if it were cooked beforehand, then maybe I would like it. But I think if you would put it raw on the pizza, I don't think it would be done fast enough right you'd have to cook it first right maybe saute it first i don't know um yeah danny jesus is there any toppings for the pr pizza well for tokyo he had he had zucchini um but you know he says he doesn't like to eat anything deep fried um so i guess as long as you're not eating anything deep fried on the pizza you're okay because i'm thinking like do you really want to have like pepperoni or sausage it can be a little bit greasy maybe i don't know I'm not sure. I should have, you know, that's a question I should have followed up on. What are the favorite toppings? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, average alternative says that Nicholas has been running sub four since he was nine. The only thing he was nine was spraying the ankle. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's so funny. Um. Danny J says, do you put beets on the pizza for the enduro gains? That's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, I think beets are highly underrated as a food. I've been I've been taking be like beet powder and drinking it. It tastes terrible. I don't like taking beets as like a pre-run drink. Um, but I do enjoy eating beets. I love getting them at restaurants. This was some goat cheese, maybe some candied walnuts as a little appetizer. I think that's super delicious. Um, 
and I love eating them at a restaurant because then I, that means I didn't have to cook it at home. And like purple beets or the red ones, so delicious. But like if you ever try to make them at home, it looks like you've slaughtered something in your kitchen afterwards. Just it, the color gets everywhere and it's hard to get out. It's crazy. Will says he likes avocado on pizza. I've never tried that. Does it go on after the pizza's cooked or you put that in with the pizza when it's cooking? I have questions. Tony Boo says, zucchini with chicken and ranch dressing, one of the pizzas of California. That sounds like a California thing to eat. I would try it. I mean, not with the chicken, but I would try that. If someone was like, here's how we eat it here, I would definitely try it. But I'll be like, I'm not sure about this one. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Terry Furlong says, there's a pickled beet factory in his town and it smells Smells good. Okay, smells good. Okay. <laughs> um, Michael Chang wants to know, do pineapples belong on pizza? I think that if you're going to also have a salty topping with it, then it then it works, right? Because if, if it's just the fruit, then I'm not sure I like it. Although, you know what? You If it's your pizza, you eat what you want to eat on the pizza, you know? I feel like there's no rules. Um, do what you want. Uh, I mean, in Iowa... We had we had Happy Joe's pizza the other day, Sunday, and uh, we ordered a veggie supreme. Which the one question they ask you at Happy Joe's pizza, and when you order the veggie supreme pizza, is do you want that with sauerkraut or without? Um, and then we had a sausage pizza, a pepperoni, a cheese. There was a bunch of us. All the kids were over the big baking day, and then we had um, chicken bacon ranch, no BLT, bacon lettuce tomato pizza. I didn't need that one, but. Yeah, bacon, lettuce, tomato. And then I think instead of tomato sauce, it's ranch dressing as the sauce. So, I mean, you can do what you want. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Martha says, agree. Pineapple or any fruit is good with the salty meats. See, I think you need the balance, you know. So, and then I think it's work. that works. All right. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's go to the next question. Look number four. All right. We talked about this person yesterday. Which marathoner is known? I don't think that this person eats burritos. Maybe he does. I don't know. Before a race. Or probably he eats one afterwards. But which marathoner is known for rating burritos on Twitter? He's the head of the Burrito Mafia. Um, which And he, he launched merch like the same weekend as the Shelby Houlihan thing. And I was like, oh, that's the worst unfortunate timing for merch for a merch launch. But you know, that's what happened. So which marathoner, we talked about him yesterday, is known for rating burritos on Twitter. And you guys know this one right away. Hey, hold on. Hey, I'm on camera over here. You can't be walking around here without a shirt on. So Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. We're all up in here and the baby's walking around. She's having a hard time getting dressed quickly. And uh, she's walking around without a shirt on. She's five. I mean, it's not a big deal, but. You know, we don't need to see that. But let's go on. We'll, we'll keep working. Uh, yeah, Brendan had it right first. It says, it's Fobbs. It's Scott Fobble. Dr. Josh, what's going on? What up, fam? He's got it as well. Dr. Josh, congratulations on the repeat victory. Taking the half marathon crown again in Florida with the Santas in the heat, which is always a kind of a weird look, if you ask me. Are you done? All right, she's, she's done. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, you guys all had it. John Crosby said, yep, Scott Burrito Fobble. We haven't heard anywhere about where he's going yet. I'm guessing we won't hear until after January 1st, right? That's my guess once he's like he's new. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Lippi, when we're talking about pizza, says I'm Italian. I don't like where the conversation is going. You know what? There is um, a, a TikTok channel. I've been watching. I've been trying to figure out TikTok. I've been on it for a little bit. I've been posting a little bit there, but I've been mostly just watching. They're trying to figure out like, what are people, what do people like here? What do people come here for? And there's one account that I'm absolutely uh, infatuated with. It's about uh, an Italian who married an American woman. And uh, uh, he kind of, she kind of, she's always kind of like goosing him a little bit, gaslighting him about stuff. And, uh, you know, the last week they took him, well, I think I haven't seen the, the video yet, but they're about to take him to an olive garden and see how he reacts. Um, and uh, they've been trying to feed him <laughs> Chef Boyardee and just gives him a hard time uh, tormenting the man. And uh, it's absolutely hilarious. So, I mean, and, and there's been spinoff, not spinoff, but there's been other accounts of other couples that are similar where, one spouse is Italian, one spouse is American, and they're kind of like culture clash things. It's very cute and adorable. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. So those are those are really funny to watch. I think it's the Pacinis. I think that's the account name, something like that. But it's it's really really funny. Um, all right. So um, yeah, it was F F F Scott Fable. Sorry, I got I totally got sidetracked there. Scott Fable is. Uh, the leader, uh, he's the capo of the burrito mafia. I don't know. Does he has he ever given himself a title? Like he's he's always rating burritos. Um, he's he seems to really like the ones that are smothered. Um, those seem seem to get a lot of high rankings from him. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Ro Roman Benedict says, "What's up, Kofuzi? When you come to Miami, you can have the three hundred five experience." Oh man, I don't think I've been to Miami in a long time. I'm trying to think of the last time I've, I've only been to Miami once and it was when I was a kid, maybe when I was my daughter's age. So, you know, I'm overdue for a trip. Um, I'll be in Clearwater uh, at the end of next month for the Clearwater, what do they call it? The running festival? It's the run Clearwater weekend or something. I'll be running the half marathon. I know that's not close, but um, we'll have to figure something out for sure. I keep looking at the Miami marathon. It's like in January. It's supposed to be pretty flat. Maybe I'll have to run that one year. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, let me scroll down here, make sure I'm not missing any more comments. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Blackfam says you can really learn a lot about a person by their current TikTok algorithm. I mean, see, I mean, most of mine are runners. So I'm following like lots of, lots of runners, seeing what runners are posting. Um, like the weird thing that I've noticed about TikTok is like, um, videos are very short. It's just like uh, uh, obnoxiously short. Um, and I don't understand. Everything sounds the same. I think TikTok does uh, a very aggressive job of making all the videos look like all the other videos. Um, so it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's it's really weird. It's a very weird space. <laughs> all right, Mark is registered for Clearwater. All right, dude. We're gonna run together then. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Um, all right. Dermot says a friend of mine would always down a can of Coke and a Mars bar 10 minutes before a 10 K road race. And this guy was fast. 32 minute, 10 K tried it once and never went there again. <laughs> That's really funny. I think like the amount of sugar sounds great, but I think the all the carbonation from that Coke, oh, that would, that would definitely be percolating in me the whole time. And just be like, it'd be one, it'd be a lot, of, a lot of those kind of like, you know, like fills the mouth burp. Like those kinds? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> maybe a good way to distract your opponents, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Remy says, Clearwater is home to my favorite beach in the country on Caldesi Island. Oh, I'll have to go look for that. Caldesi Island. Cool. Matt Legrand's here says, Yoko, what's going on? Good to see you again, Matt. Awesome. Uh, Matt says, I see a lot of dance videos on TikTok. I don't know what that says about me, but whatever it is, it isn't good. You know what? I, I've, I've been trained by Instagram to immediately scroll past the dance video. Because if you look on Instagram at one dance video, like you just let it play. You know, what's this? Then all of a sudden, your entire feed is dance videos. And so it's like, oh, goodness. And it takes a couple of days to fix it. So you just got to instantly next just swipe up really fast to the next video um so i don't get any dance videos on tiktok he's mostly running videos mm, trying to think is there, is there something else no i think that's pretty much it mm. so says as far as the mars bars go so says mini bars bars for me discovered them by accident for half marathons they work in ireland oh and I bet, you know, I bet the Mars bars in Ireland are different than the ones we have here in the U.S. too. So maybe if I'm ever in the, in that part of the world, I'll have to go look for some An Irish Mars bar. See, Irish Mars bar, that sounds like a, a euphemism. But I'm guessing like just a regular Mars bar, in Ireland, or I guess a mini. I'll have to find that. I think that's a, is that a big thing over there? Or is that just you still? That'd be funny if it was like every, like, like if you went to like, the Dublin marathon and like you're trying to find Mars bars before the race and like all the, the stores are out of Mars bars. Cause that's what everyone eats. Um, that's probably not the case, but that'd be amazing if that were <laughs> Brian Battaglia says, I get so angry with Instagram reels. I hate all the videos and keep watching them thinking I'll find something I like. And then I keep getting shown the same term. <laughs> it's, it's watching you very carefully, not literally, but it, it keeps note of what you actually st stay on. So like, if you don't see it, you got to scroll right on by real fast. Um, Caleb Efford says, what did you listen to on the Apple watch at CIM? Um, I listened to, um, I think I have my Kofuzi run club mix. So all the stuff that I listened to for working out the batteries. Well, I listened to it on the entire bus ride up from Sacramento up to Folsom, which was like 45 minutes or so. I don't remember. Um, I listened to uh, the Rambling Runner podcast. Matt Chittum was doing a recap of his build up to CIM, and it's just a familiar voice and very relaxing. So I listened to that. And then I was listening to music during the warm up. And then by the time the race started, you know, my battery died on my Apple Watch. I have a, a very old Apple Watch that's Series 4, like mile nine. So it didn't last very long, which is what I was expecting. You know, I either could have listened to it the whole race or I could have not listened to it on the bus. And I wanted to listen to it on the bus. Um, all right, Will's, Will's got some more information on the avocado and the pizza. He says, I add the avocado when the pizza's halfway done with about six to eight minutes left to cook so it won't dry out. Okay, there you go. So, oh, you want it warmed and cooked a little bit, but not desiccated. Okay, got it. Got it, got it. All right. Mm hmm. <laughs> Will says when he looks at TikTok, he says, every time someone sends me a TikTok and I look at it, the next video is always some horrifying medical procedure or pimple popping video. <laughs> I've never seen any of those on TikTok. That is crazy. You know what YouTube's been sending me a lot of lately is um, like uh, both flat earther and debunking flat earthers videos. 
I don't, I don't know why I've been getting a lot of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've done anything to to deserve that. I just think that it's like, I don't know. Maybe this guy hasn't been watching that much TikTok lately. Oh, that much YouTube lately. Let's give him some of the stuff that everyone else is watching on YouTube. So I don't, I don't know what, what that is. Crazy. All right, let's get to the next question. We are on number five. I think you guys should get this one. Which marathoner should pretty much be sponsored by Duncan? I don't think that she is, but she pretty much should be. I think she's talked about it too, saying like, I want to be sponsored by Duncan. Um, and I can't, be I can't believe that like they haven't picked her up. But does Duncan Donuts, I guess they're just Duncan now. Does Duncan sponsor athletes? I don't know. I feel like they should. Mm, all right. And it says, hi, Kuzi and everybody. Just about to start a Zwift session. It's freezing in the crash. Well, you'll warm up. You'll warm up soon. Um, and Danny J says, I made a grave mistake not packing enough lunch and coming to Kafuzi live stream. 10% running, 90% food. Now I need pizza. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, Stevie's M6 says, the earth has at least an eight millimeter drop. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And Leona's got this one. She was the first one coming with the answer, which marathoner should pretty much be sponsored by Duncan. And that's Molly. I, at least that's, I mean, I'm sure there are many, but that's the one that I'm thinking of. I mean, she talks about Duncan coffee all the time. And I mean, I mean, she lived in Boston for such a long time or for a while anyway. I don't know if it was such a long time, but she lived in Boston, which is, I think, where Duncan Donuts originated on the east coast generally i mean it i mean i remember growing up it had kind of like the um the the amount of coverage that like starbucks has today i mean basically i feel like all the jokes about how many starbucks there are are just recycled dunkin donuts jokes i, I mean i grew up going to church and like well it was a korean church so like every once in a while sometimes there was like a big korean meal after church but all the other days when it wasn't a meal it was dunkin donuts and then i remember when they came out with the munchkin holes like the munchkins i don't think they call them holes but they said munchkins the little donut holes that was that was amazing i absolutely love those those are my favorite um those and, and the commercials were so good i mean i've been i've been eating dunkin donuts since i mean before i had could have coffee for sure but like since i was a kid since i was like my kid like the baby's age um, and my mom would love it. She would get her coffee with so much cream and sugar. Hi, mom. Uh, I think she's here today. She would get it with so much cream and sugar in it. It was awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Um, all right. Yeah, Backfam had it. Molly as well. JC. See, I, at least we're all on the same page. You guys all had it as Molly. Uh, and Backfam says, is Molly and is, is Molly and her sister? Yes, they both they both are super into it. But I'm I'm guessing like their entire friend group is probably similarly obsessed. You know, as are many. I mean. I think as are a lot of kids, not, I mean, I don't want to call them kids, but like um, uh, a lot of people in that age group, like uh, my niece, um, um, she's, I think about the same age, maybe a little bit younger. Uh, they've been obsessed with Dunkin' Donuts for years. And I'm like, you guys don't even like coffee or donuts. Why are you going there? Like, I couldn't even figure it out. Like, I, I'm like, I've never seen you guys eat a donut. I see you guys walking around with the coffee cups usually the iced ones and i'm like those aren't even that's not even the good stuff but you know i guess each generation has their preferences <laughs> i sound like a really old man right now <laughs> all right um yeah silly caitlin says duncan originated in quincy massachusetts just south of boston that's great trivia i did not know that that's awesome i knew it was in that area but i didn't know quincy massachusetts awesome 
Oh, and Adam Steve says Duncan had a Rob Gronkowski promotion back when he played for the Patriots. That's awesome. I feel like you know words like Gronk and Dunkin' Donuts like go that that makes so much sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, and Crossley, Crossley says you know Dunkin' Donuts. That's Tim Hortons. Yeah, we're in uh, West New York where I, where I grew up. They have Tim. I mean, I know there are some in kind of like Canada, Canada adjacent areas in the U S but there's not, I mean, they've been trying every once in a while to make a push, but I don't know a lot of Americans that are like, Oh yeah, Tim Hortons. I know a lot of Canadians that are that way, but not a lot of Americans. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Martha says, I remember when you're talking, had a Boston marathon edition of one of their models at Canberra and Duncan colors. It was. And I'm so mad that I didn't get that one. Cause like some people were mad about it too. Because some people were mad because like they just took a Canvara and put donuts on it. And I'm like, they took a Canvara and put Dunkin' Donuts donuts on it. And it's a Dunkin' Donuts color. It's absolutely amazing. And I really regret not buying that one. I normally don't like to buy like those like novelty shoes. Like Brooks comes out with like a Thanksgiving ghost and a Halloween ghost and a Fourth of July ghost and a St. Patrick's Day ghost. They do all those. And I'm like, whatever, I'm not that interested. But the Dunkin' Donuts one... It came in a box with Dunkin' Donuts paper. I kind of like that's that's really good. That's really good. That's amazing. Now I'm thinking, you know what they need to do? They need to make a subway, <laughs> subway running shoe. <laughs> Maybe like a Brooks, a Brooks Glycerin subway edition, that green and yellow, and it comes wrapped as a foot long. <laughs> I would probably buy that. I don't really like the glycerin as a shoe, but um I would, I would get that one. I mean, my, I have one, my one custom pair of shoes that I had that Greg made for me was, is a Brooks glycerin and I have Warren Buffett's face on the side of it. And I really love that shoe. Um, and this year I'm actually really excited for the changes. They're putting that nitro foam, a nitro foam, not the same as in the Hyperion tempo, but a nitro foam in the glycerin. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. And I really think they should do a subway collab version. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, let's see. Mm, what else we got here? Uh, JC says, I grew up with Krispy Kremes. After church donuts were incentive enough to go to mass. Yeah, see, I'm a little bit older. And so I didn't have crispy and Krispy Kremes were more of a Southern thing. Uh, I mean, they're everywhere now, but I remember in the beginning, like, I think I might've been in college when Krispy Kremes started to go national. I think people would like wait for when the donuts came out of the, the glaze thing. Right. Um, but that, that seemed to be like Atlantic states, South Atlantic states. Mm. <laughs> Danny J says, believe in the road. Tell me to say this. Hi, mom. I'm saying hi to Rob. Or we're saying hi to Megan, Megan's mom now. I think that's awesome. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jackie, my, what's going on, Jackie? Same popping in to say hello. What's going on? Uh, and Frank says, I remember when they might be giants at the Duncan commercial, such good jingles, doing things is what I like to do. I don't remember that. I don't, how do I not remember that? That's crazy. I'm going to have to look that up now. Mm, Jay said, I bet Gronk could put away some donuts. I bet you he could. I'm, I, I feel like he probably, I mean, he's a huge person. So I feel like he has to put it up, pack away a lot of calories. But I also feel like his diet's probably pretty clean. You know what I mean? Like I feel like, you know, 
to be that size, you, you got to be a little bit, maybe a little bit more careful. But you probably also has a lot of room for splurging. I don't know. What does Gronk eat? I'm sure there's been lots of articles listed on that. Ilya Kim says, hey, everyone, long time to see you. Good to see you again, Ilya. Mm, Jackie wants the Timmy Hortons hot chocolate. Ooh. See, I you know, I don't think I've ever been to a Tim Hortons. I'm going to have to try it now. Frank says, what is good about Western New York is Wegmans. There's a Wegmans near my sister in Connecticut. Um, it's awesome. It's great. I mean, it's a great grocery store. I really enjoy it. Martha says the next glycerin, the number 20, might work for us, Mike, the Aurora Mid. So, I mean, if it's going to be that same one, I'm pretty excited. I'm really excited about it. And there's like a knit version. Sometimes Brooks and knit looks really weird. They put it in the levitate a lot. And I'm just like, it took a weird looking shoe and made it weirder. But some of the ones that I've seen when I was out in Austin, they look really good. So it might be, a, it might be, I mean, Brooks might be the sleeper for brand of the year next year. If some of the stuff that they're making like delivers on what they're, what they're trying to do. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have super shoe of the year, but they're going to have a lot of good hits. I think maybe we'll have to, I mean, I'll have to try them, but I'm really excited about them actually. Um, Mika says, speaking about Converse, there are some Converse 11s going for peanuts. They're literally like 20 euros. Absolutely love that shoe. Ran two pairs into oblivion. Might pick up some more. Yeah, that that Convara though has gone through some changes. So I had I ran in the Convara nine and the eleven. Those are the two Convaras that I run in. Um, the eleven was quite a departure from what some of the older Convaras were. The nine was more like some of the older Convaras, where it's more like um, I think it used to be a marathon shoe, and these days we would call it more of a speed day shoe. I run it on the track. I really like it there. It's a lower stack height, springy shoe, um, not a lot of cushion. The eleven went with the power run foam and it went more of like a daily trainer. And I really like that one. I like that even more than the regular Canvara's, even though it changed what the Canvara was. And I think lately they've been kind of flipping back to making it more of a speed shoe again. Um, but the Canvara, I did really like that one. That came in that blackout colorway that they had. Black upper, gray midsole, looked really nice. All right, let's do the bonus for today. And then, uh, and then I got to get going. So for, sorry about that. Uh, for the bonus, which Canadian, and it's a bonus because he's a race walker, not a, you know, runner, but you know, we just love all the sports that are out there on the road, getting their distance in what Canadian race walker is sponsored by craft dinner. We've been talking a lot about Canadians today with the Tim Hortons. Um, I believe that's just what they called Mac craft macaroni and cheese in Canada. They call it craft dinner. Um, which took a second for me to figure out when I first started seeing this kind of collab. It was like it happened around the same time where there was one athlete uh, who really was talking about how she loves cheese. And then she had a cheese sponsorship for a little while. I forget her name. That would have been a good trivia question for today too. Um, and then right around that time, then we heard about this um, Canadian race walker um, who then all of a sudden was like, sponsored by or at least like you know i don't i use the word sponsored but he was showing up in ads and they were working together and you know they were paying paying the athlete so i thought that was great um because it, it, it came out that this race walker loved craft dinner so anyone remember who that is mm. oh yeah you guys knew this one 
Um, let's see who's the first one to have it. And it is Jonathan Crossley with Evan Dunphy. That's that is correct. Um, yeah, Mark Ingham says, LOL, Dunphy, Ed Chana had it as well. Um, <laughs> Grant says Lionel Sanders. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Um, I think he likes Freshy though. Um, so I, I, you know, I did have Freshy after the California International Marathon. I love Freshy. Uh, I used to eat it all the time. There used to be one across the street from my office and I ate there like three times a week. Um, the Buddha satay with tofu is my favorite. It's so good. But now that I don't work downtown anymore or in like a high foot traffic area, uh, I mean, my neighborhood's a high foot traffic area. I think we could totally have a freshie, but uh, I don't know. I think a freshie expanded too fast, too soon. And then they had some problems. So like they're constricting a little bit. So a lot of locations have closed, but hopefully the brand survives because I do really enjoy me some, some freshie <laughs> from Lionel, but Lionel Sanders is sponsored by, I think he's still sponsored by him. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Martha says she was from Wisconsin, right? The cheese sponsor got, no, I thought she was from California. Was it Rebecca Mira? I want to say Rebecca Mira, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but the cheese company was, um, from Wisconsin. If I, if I remember, maybe I've got that. Maybe I got my facts mixed up. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah. All right. Someone had a question earlier on, Oh, Remy says, speaking of sponsors, Athletic Brewing reached out to me yesterday. That's awesome. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the Athletic Brewing. I like it. Um, because uh I en I enjoy kind of like the social aspect of the drinking beer and the uh, flavors of drinking post-race beers. But you know, I'm getting older. I can't handle as many of the post-race beers as I used to. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to still, you know maintain those social habits and, and, uh, pleasantries without having to really pay for it the next day. Um, all right, let's see, where was that question? Someone asked a question about, um, two things we got to talk about first. Um, one is this one, Mark Ingham says best donut, partial of the French crawler. The crawler is the daily trainer of a, of the donut. I mean, the old fashioned is probably the daily trainer. I would say the crawler is maybe more, I don't know. I, I judge a donut shop based on their crawlers though, but an old fashioned is probably more of a staple. So yeah, I don't know, but I love a good French crawler because they're glazed and with the crawler part, you know, there's just more surface area for glaze. So the ratio of glaze to donut is a little bit higher and I love it. So, um, French crawler, a chocolate covered, uh, like a chocolate frosted French crawler was, is even better in my opinion. I don't even usually like cake and stuff like that. Like I don't really like sweets all that much. I'm impartial to ice cream, but like when it comes to donuts, I don't like the super crazy ones, but like I, I like some sweet. All right. And then someone asked a question about the difference between the ghost and the glycerin. Um, let's take this question down. The ghost is the daily trainer and the glycerin is the max cushion. So that's how you would understand those two different shoes. There's some different, I think there's different from, I don't know. I didn't look at, go, I didn't look at, I don't think I reviewed any Brooks this year. Did I not review a single Brooks this year? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I did. Cause the catamount, I ran in the catamount this year, but it, it was really a 2020 shoe. And the Hyperion Tempo I reviewed in 2020. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't review any Brooks. I think. Is that right? Um, but uh, I think they changed the foam in the ghost in 2021 or maybe 2020. 
Um, so it may be the same foam as in the glycerin now, but the glycerin has a high, higher stack height. Next year, there's going to be even more changes. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to bother looking it up now, but um, that's just basically the way to look for it. So if you need a little bit more cushion, um, a little bit more comfort on your run, uh, then you want to go for the glycerin. If you want something that's a little bit more for a little bit of everything, that's the, the daily trainer. That's the Brooks ghost. Um, all right. I think that's a great place to leave it for today, guys. We talked a lot about donuts. We talked a lot about food, even though it wasn't a food, it wasn't a Monday mukbang day, but we managed to talk about food the entire time. So that was pretty fun. Um, tomorrow we'll have another, a live stream, same time as today, 1 PM central. We'll also have a video tomorrow. I'm not sure what it's going to be on yet. I'm going to film a couple of videos pretty much like right now. Once I get off with you guys, one of those videos will be up tomorrow and then we'll do the live stream again. One o'clock. Hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.